0: Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood mask podcast. From the hashtag Luca4MVP studio, it's Jay Bonnie, aka Jay Buckets.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: Starting at small forward, it's Andrew Bennett, aka The Goon. Starting at point guard, it's Ben Seibel, a.k.a. Captain Ben Sado. Welcome back. <laughs> And finally, our guest starting at Shooting Guard, it's Cousin Eric, a.k.a. Easy <laughs> e Eazy- <laughs> Monroe.
2: <Okay>. Damn,
1: son. <laughs> <Miami> <laughs> <W>. Oops. <laughs> Soundboard uh, going off the rails there. <laughs> yeah. What's up, gang? What's up, Eric?
0: We're happy to have you, bud.
3: Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I'm starting a shooting guard, but again, I cannot mm-hmm. shoot to save my life. So we may, ne- I may need to be point guard. You may need to be shooting guard. <laughs> we'll but, see.
0: Yeah. I, so I, I typically do point guard just because I'm like passing it to y'all to kind of like hop and yeah, stuff. So it's more of like a metaphorical sense. No, you're good. you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, happy to have Eric on the show today. He's my cousin, um, and uh, it's overdue. Glad to have some some fun topics to get into. First of which is our Dallas Mavericks are wounded, but some still winning. We won a couple versus the Blazers, but we've been dealing with injuries lately. Um, We had uh, Derek Lively and Kyrie out recently. We had some struggles. We lost to the Timberwolves, and... We had we actually were at Eric and I were both watching the Cavaliers game where we were up for <laughs> by twenty at one point uh, versus a Cavaliers team that didn't have anybody and it was Mavs just had Luca and then the Cavs came all the way back and beat us and that was humiliating and then so we've we've dealt with injuries and as soon as we get Derek Lively back we got the big three of Lively Irving and um, uh, Luca together lively injures himself versus the Blazers um so now uh it it looks like we do at least have Kyrie and, and Luca on the court guys so what do you guys think about how injuries have, have affected the team lately
1: yeah I'm, I'll, I guess I'll jump in bro like it's devastating it's devastating but I think it kind of supports um I mean Andrew we were talking a couple of episodes ago how you were saying it's like a build year you got like sort of the not build year theory but like yeah you know like this this ain't our content contention year i guess um so you know i guess i'm sort of on that train now you know like 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 this might not be the year you know for the mavs mavs um in getting that championship but um yeah i think we sort of need to chill we need to quit shooting so many threes um I think, you know, this is a great time to get for everybody else to get minutes. Prosper, everybody Hardy, He's racking up the minutes um, these last couple of months. So, um, yeah, bro, it's bad news. (laughs) I wish we'd sort of take a chill pill. It seems like kids sort of like, oh yeah, we're we're trying to get the guys out there. We're trying, you know, we're still trying to, we're trying to push the guys out there. Like that seems to be the messaging still. And, you know, we're, we're sort of moving past the load management era. So, um, I don't know it, it does seem like they're trying to be out there luca looks like bear grills out there like <laughs> like literally survive like just just conquering nature and like you know oh yeah my, my leg doesn't work but all i need to do is you know like he's, there's still flashes of amazing moments even with these guys being hurt like like they still want to play so um weird moment i'm not i'm not like sold on us being like winners winners uh because yeah I don't, I don't think they're gonna like i don't think they're gonna survive the battle like we're not gonna survive the war uh, it's just as far as like, like, bro, like, Luke needs to take. A, he needs to take a few weeks off. Somebody, you know, these guys are not gonna. Like, where, where's Maxi been? Like, like, where? You know. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. I think it's it's hurting the team in ways that'll um, that should affect yeah. our, our major goals.
2: <laughs> Getting Maxi back will be like a great acquisition at the deadline.
1: <laughs>
0: <But it's> not, <laughs> so, we have to make that joke every year because we there's always somebody <laughs> injured that can come back and be an addition after the
1: double. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. I'll I'll hop in real quick, but just as far as missed games go, I mean, I think Kyrie missed 12 with the ankle. I think Lively missed like four or so um, uh, with the ankle as well. And more than anything, I think it's obviously hard to build chemistry whenever you constantly have guys out of the lineup. And these aren't just, you know, role players though these are you know significant pieces of your team these this isn't your this isn't your hardy off the bench you know this isn't your seth curry off the bench like these are some of your main guys that are supposed to be contributing so when it comes to kyrie obviously you know he's playing off of luca and then whenever luca gets a breather on the bench he's supposed to come in and you know man that you know second unit so to speak even though obviously he's a starter but I mean, hard to build chemistry, and then on top of that, hard to get in, get into a groove. And so, obviously, there's going to be more of a emphasis on Luca to constantly carry the team, and he's shown he's capable of doing so. But yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, he's going to wear down. But I think Luca has shown that you know he can he can handle it, whether it's right after uh, the season going and playing, you know, for Slovenia and playing all throughout, you know, the summer, and then coming right back, and you know. Um next thing you know, it, it feels like every year it's like, oh, watch out for Luca. you know, it could be MVP year. And then, you know, the Mavs are normally at the, you know, in the sixth or seventh or the eighth slot of the playoffs, you know, of the playoff hunt. And so he never really gets that full recognition because, you know, it's off of team success as well. So but um, yeah, I mean, again, it's hard to get into a groove whenever you have guys in and out of the lineup. And um, and then I know we just got we just got green back. Um, or if it feels was, wasn't green out for a little bit or yeah, green
0: sure? was out for a
3: while yeah I mean he came back and I mean yeah, like a he, few games, the games ago that I watched he wasn't he wasn't looking too hot to me but um but uh yeah I mean again it's it but I mean you have to attribute some of that to rust again he's been out so you come back and you can't just expect him to come in and you know be his usual self so I think I don't know that's just a, a tough ask for anybody and so all in all, it's just more pressure on Luca to carry, yeah. you know, because he's the main guy. And God forbid if something happens to him, then yeah, I mean, you can you can kiss the season goodbye. But uh, <laughs> don't even joke. yeah, we got we got wood right here, so I'm knocking on it.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Ian?
1: We've lost audio on the goon. Oh no! Well, I'll go
0: real fast, uh, and he'll play.
1: Yeah, back. what you think? Um,
0: yeah, just to piggyback on what Eric said, I think the I think we've got guys that Jason Kidd likes to play. And um you can tell like with Derek Lively, the Dante Exum, Derek Jones Jr., like there's more defensive-minded guys. We're getting better. But I think like the continuity is a big thing that we're going up against. You got like your Denvers who have like thousands of minutes with you know their starting lineup and, and all the continuity that they've built up there. Um, you've got you know uh, there are other teams i can't think off the, off the top of my head but the, i think that's what kind of separates teams in the playoffs is when you play a certain amount of time together then you know all the ins and outs of what your teammates are doing and
1: um we're still I, the same I, Mavs, too that are like using <laughs> shuffling different lineups all the time too i think we're one of the Yeah and most, we've had to shuffle I think because we're number of the 1 in, um like, like most lineups used so like yeah. we really haven't even you know, we're getting there. I, you know, I'm not concerned with that. You know, I think, you know. I think the talent the makes so it,
0: it doesn't seem as bad because our talent, overall talent is better. So even though there's more lineups, like Luca helps, we'll, we'll figure out a ways to win mm-hmm. with, with whoever's on the court with them. Um but, over. Yeah, but that won't, that's tougher when you're playing to good teams like your, your Minnesota's, your Denver. Like a lot of those teams, uh, you can't BS your way to a win with, with you know, bunch of not not to say a bunch of scrubs but with with a bunch of injuries that are hampering your team down um so now that Luca's healthy and Kyrie's healthy I think they're gonna I'm more focused on them getting time together really meshing on the court and and doing their own thing um to pick up the slack um until we get Derek Lively back because I think that's the the next big um injury we're waiting on um what do you think
2: yeah I'm I'm kind of the, f- the first couple of months of the season has been a lot of that nitpicky, like, well, we didn't have Derek Lively. Well, we didn't have Josh Green. Well, we didn't have Kyrie. We've, we've been missing Maxie in the center rotation. Um, I'm not sure how much of an impact Maxie's going to have if, and when he comes back. Um, but you just, you are constantly being reminded of like some of the holes in the lineup or some of the like deficiencies and kind of the roster construction. I'm, I'm hopeful that the second half of the season is where, we can finally kind of kick it into gear with like Luke and Kyrie, both healthy. Hopefully Derek Lively is not out for any extended period of time. Cause we've seen the difference he makes when he's on the court versus when he's off. Like we are a totally different team when he's anchoring the defense. So I, I've, I feel fairly hopeful that the next couple of weeks will be like, will be weeks where we can finally kind of determine, okay, this is where we actually fit in the kind of in the standings and in the power rankings of like, how close are we really to contention, which is going to be really important come trade deadline. Um, cause so far you, you keep wanting kind of nitpick is like, well, is this, is this the real Mavericks that have shown up? Like Luca has been going off and that's, that's kind of, that's going to be an assumption all the time, but it's like, is Grant Williams like on or off Is Josh green on or off? Like, what is the true like ceiling of this team? And I'm hopeful in the next couple of weeks with like a fully healthy roster, we can, we can actually get an accurate picture of that. Um, Cause I don't think we've gotten it so far this season. Um, so yeah, again, knock on wood, hopefully. Uh, yeah. We can see kind of the full potential and maybe are, are we one, two, three moves away from like true contention? I don't think any of us, have really felt like this team is a like contender, capital C contender this year, um, given given where the roster is. Um, I
1: and mean, I, I, I think we we've there are moments where I think we've been up there. I think completely healthy, everybody like pedal to the metal, one hundred percent. I think we were one of the best teams for a minute. You know, like we, we had a hot start. Yeah, but
2: since going four and zero, we're a five hundred team essentially. Yeah. Like we're from, like we started the season fairly hot, which has like helped us in these doldrums where we've lost yeah, some guys. True. But like since then, with a lot of injury, I mean, albeit with yeah, a lot of injuries, yeah. I think your point. We don't a know team.
0: what the fully healthy with continuity Mavs look like, and we we've seen glimpses. We've seen you know you know Derek Lively going off for twelve and fourteen, or we've seen Derek Jones having a great game, or um you know the supporting cast stepping up in certain games but we need to see that against the best for me i need to see it against like the the Minnesotas, the denvers the basically the top of the western conference before i'm i'm i'm, I'm thinking we're contenders um so yeah
3: something i want to mention right quick um like i know again guys have been in that lineup and Goon, you mentioned how you know with the exception of those first few games essentially a 500 ball club but i mean all things considered I think if you were to tell us at the beginning of the season, hey, you're going to be without Lively for a little bit. You're going to be without Kyrie for a little bit. Um, You're going to be without Josh Green. You're not going to see Kleba you know and you would say hey here at the beginning of the new year y'all would still be like a top six seed in the west i mean i think you would take yeah it. that's true
0: that's true yeah is, we is would take what,
3: it is that what you want right now like all things considered no of course you want a no, healthy yeah. ball club and you build chemistry so you can see what you're working with when it does come to the trade deadline and you actually see what kind of potential your team has but again, all of those things considered, I'm actually okay with where we're at. Do I think we're a contender? No, none of us do, but I mean, it's a long season and injuries plague all teams, some more than others, but, you know, your your Minnesotas, your Whatever OKC is up there in the standings, your Clippers. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers. Respectfully, I don't consider them a contender um, because of their health issues. But, you know, h- how often have you seen Kawhi in the playoffs over the last few seasons, and how how often has he been hurt? You know, the same thing with Paul George. I mean, you got you got you got Jaden, you got um, um, James Harden. Like, I mean, he's not a playoff performer to me, anyways. And so even. even when, they do come to the playoffs. I'm like, <laughs> what? What can we really expect from them? So the only juggernaut that I view in the West, like right off top, is um obviously Denver. Yes, Phoenix. They got the three-headed monster. L- how healthy have they been? You know, what you know? they've, they've been, right? been terrible. One-headed money. monster. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you, no, you got. You got K- uh, I mean, yeah, KD. You got Book, um and then you got Beal. I think I know Beal's out for sure. I'm not sure. KD
1: uh, washed. Um,
3: <laughs> I mean, KD can still get you 30 any given night, but obviously Booker, you know, he's he's got he has to be the consistent piece with with uh, Phoenix. But all things being said, again, I think all teams are dealing with injuries, um, some more than others. But I really only fear Denver to be honest uh, in the West. And so let us get healthy, let us make a move or two, and then we'll see what we'll, we'll see where we're at.
0: Yeah, I I like that. I I think that. Yes, like we would take the situation we're in. I think Luca has exceeded our own expectations on what we thought he could be health-wise, playing all these games that he would normally skip and just being strong and and like full of energy in the fourth quarter. I think that was a thing that he struggled with last year. So him elevating his play and then the team, Nico Harrison elevating the talent level, it it, it it's helped us kind of stay afloat. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see what you know what moves we can we can make. I think we, we have enough talent where we can maybe put something together. We'll talk about that later in the show. But Luca specifically, let's just talk about his December real quick. Okay. He averaged 30, 37.5 points per game, eleven point one assists per game. Perfect. And eight point nine rebounds per game in the month of December. and um I think a lot of Mavs fans kind of assumed he would win a player of the month uh, but the Mavs record wasn't super great it was uh I I think like eight and five or something like that um so Shy ended up winning um player of the month because they had like a 10 and 3 record which which sucks because (laughs) Luca it I feel like it's kind of a wider conversation about the MVP in general, but I feel like the media has just like shoved Luca to the side. And almost like that meme where, you know, there's like the um, the guy who's walking with his girlfriend and he turns around, and he sees a hot chick walking by her.
1: Exactly. I bro, feel like yeah.
0: Shy is that hot chick and Luca is like, what the heck? I'm doing all this stuff. I'm balling out. What more do you want from me? <laughs> and um, the, the media is just like, I feel like in literally in last month. I the think media gets was,
2: excited about the flavor of the month. Or yeah, the, the new the flavor com, of the month. The
0: conversation has shifted to the point where it's almost like a consensus. Shy is going to be MVP. Like I've seen enough. And and to his credit, Shy is a great player. Is, he's bawling yeah, out. There's, yeah. there's we, This is not like a shade on Shy segment by any means. Um, And he he's helped, you know, build that Thunder teams where they are, where they're, falling out looking like a playoff team and and they look really good and he has like three steals a game on top of you know the assists and 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 all the stuff that he does so if i if if luca loses the mvp to him i think i can i I won't like be too too ticked off um but i just think um i think there's a couple factors into why the the media doesn't like luca i think they don't like his him complaining to the refs. He's developed a reputation of like complaining to the refs, which is justified because he does that. And that, that kind of sucks. They don't like, I feel like a lot of the media doesn't like Kyrie in general. Like they, if anything associated with Kyrie, like they don't, it seems like they don't want to like, you know, reward Luca for, I don't know. It seems like they just don't like talking about the Mavs because of Kyrie. So therefore like they don't want to give Luca his shine or whatever. And he's built up a reputation of not being a good defender. And he's gone up against like your, uh, your Giannis's, your uh, Embiid's, who are good. Def- they're really good defenders. And to me, it looked- for him to win a VP, he would likely have to continue the pace that he's on, like balling out of his mind, like have a per- near-perfect offensive season where he's almost averaging a triple-double, a 30-point triple-double, and still like defending like on top of that. And he's done a little bit of that recently. He averages like 1.5 a game. Um, but he would have to, in order for him to win the MVP, he had, he'd have to ball out on the office side a lot like how Curry did and a lot like how, uh, Jokic did like it, the media like c- couldn't deny it, how, how great he was playing. So like, they I mean, can, we know,
2: we know what needs to happen for him to, to win MVP or to like become a, a I mean, he's always going to be a contender for MVP, but to win it, we know what needs to happen. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Oklahoma went 10 and three. So Shea one player of the month. The mass Maps went Mass went kind of eight and five. They dropped. And we and again, we mentioned it earlier. We drop games to Minnesota. We lose games to Denver like we're not at the level where we're consistently beating the top tier town. Oklahoma City just had a barn burner of a game where they beat the Celtics who had the best record in the league. So like I get, that was like, when I felt
0: like the conversation really mm-hmm. shifted after that game because they like, beat one of the best teams in the league. They're starting to talk like, about
1: Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. again, bro. They're, they're yeah. on the road. Shout out to Rick. <laughs> yeah, Pacers keep Pacers keep beating the Bucks
2: up and down. So, like, I, it's frustrating because Luke is always going to have the counting stats and is going to have the numbers and the impact on the floor. And we as Mavs fans understand that. But, like, until it translates into we are, like, a top three seed in the West – or we're like we're beating the teams like Oklahoma City, Denver, Minnesota,, uh, Boston, Philly. like until we're consistently able to compete and beat those teams, like, yeah, Luca's gonna get the short end of the stick when it comes to voting. Um, like we, I mean, yeah, this this pod is biased. All of us are biased towards Luca. Um, so like that that just is the nature of, I think, the award. In the in the modern day NBA, I, I don't know. I don't know how you change that. Besides just like win more ball games, Like the maths need to be better as a team. Which which is an unfortunate version of like this individual award, uh, where it's like, sorry, your team you needs to be on better,
1: award, bro. I, I, it's annoying, bro. Like, I I don't like the MVP. How the hell that <laughs> the culture is? The team's got to be dominant too. Like it makes sense, but it it kind of doesn't to it makes sense because it's a team sport but that's the only that's the only like justification for that in my eyes i don't know
3: yeah I mean, just uh hop in right quick um i mean as far as luca goes i know he's never won an mvp but um yeah, when it comes to Shea winning player of the month, um, I mean, I think Luca couldn't care less about something like that. Of course, you know, he wants to he wants a championship before anything else, before an MVP, before player of the month. But um, yeah, I think sometimes his own greatness gets held against him because it's to be expected for at this point for Luca to drop 35, 12, and nine or something like on a monthly basis. Um, think about all the years that LeBron could have won it, you know, but because Derek Rose could Comes in And, you know, he hasn't dropped, you know, he comes onto the scene and he's dropping whatever the numbers that he did his MVP year. It's like, yo, LeBron averages those like for the first roughly, you know, 10 to 12 years of his career. But because we yeah. have this new guy and, you know, he's fresh on the scene, yo, we're going to give it to him because he hasn't won it before. Um, obviously, with Chicago, I can't recall their seating whenever you know he did he did win the MVP. but i'm sure it was a drastic jump it's almost kind of to a degree um not all the time but sometimes for example like in shay's case or derrick rose's case and i'm not saying shay's gonna win it for sure honestly don't think he will but we'll see what happens um it's almost kind of like a most improved kind of um award yeah. as well, because it's like hey like you know i saw you last year you're only averaging like 20 22. <laughs> this year you're averaging 27 and y'all are I actually
1: like that I like that more than weight. I like that having more weight in the equation versus the team dominance yeah because 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 yeah if somebody if you're paying somebody five five mil and like and then then you know they're supposed to be you know they're a bust and you're paying them five mil or not five mil that's crazy but you know say somebody's a bust and then they come (laughs) back and then they're finally they're finally where they should have been you know they're finally where the hype was at i think that's that's like fair to to give them that because because yeah at that point people aren't even looking at them like like you know they're looking at them like oh yeah you're less valuable in you know in this um you know in this challenge in this award
3: yeah i think bottom line though um yeah i mean i think it's pretty obvious bottom line is Mavs just have to win more ballgames I mean hell I I don't think his numbers have to be as gaudy as they are right now for him to win MVP it comes down to us being a a top two three seed in the west or at least a top four seed you think about when uh Russell Westbrook won MVP after having after breaking I think Oscar Robertson's uh record for with triple doubles uh, they were a top six seed but so essentially you got to make some history If you're going to be a top six seed and win MVP, if not this 35, 12 and nine, and you're a top six seed, respectfully, the voters and stuff, they're like, look, Luca, you're amazing. But so is this other kid. And he's a top two, three seed. So whether it's West or East, you know, regardless of who that person is, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Celtics are, you know, the number one seed in the Mm -hmm. East or something and Tatum's averaging 30, and they're like, you know what, Tatum? You know, you're a one seed and you're in the East, you know, best record in the NBA. So let's give it to the best player on the best team, you know?
1: So yeah. I think that's I just argue kinda, Tatum was robbed like, last year, bro. No, like, I think, yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, I know, Honestly, I know, I know. Have, I could back you, this one up just like the Harden one, but again, yeah. I guess episode. like my <laughs> thing is
0: like, you can. It seemed it, it the the situations aren't similar. I think people who don't watch the Mavs look at us from the outside and say like, oh, like Luca has pretty much the same team as as uh, Shai does, and look 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 at the difference. Shai's winning more, and like they don't know that we've been injured. They don't know that you know we're undermanned, and Luca is still doing all this stuff and still keeping us competitive. So like it, they're you're comparing different situations, but the default is like, oh, he's winning like
1: Luca does have a lot of question marks around him too though like there's a lot of question marks that Luca has that other players don't have to deal with like being on the maps that's baggage because like <laughs> I-, I think so man i think it is i think it's baggage cuz i think i think people wonder about this franchise like we have a weird we have a unique identity bro like we had we had the best foreign player ever before and now there's a there's you know it, it's a weird thing when like 10 years later the whole league's dominated by best foreign players ever so and, and you know it's, it's it, we're just kind of in a weird place because like that that was i don't know i feel like culturally yeah. like it's, it's it's weird looking at the mavs as a franchise and seeing an mvp uh coming from there and also like just things about his leadership things about his attitude things about um you know like i think there are certain questions like if, if luca was if luca did this less if luca behaved if Luka was if luca was if luca had a mindset of da 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 da. If Luca lost weight, if Luca da, da you know SGA SGA, you know he don't have to worry about people talking about his weight. You know, you know, like so. so I think that these questions that Luca doesn't want to answer, like, also contributes to this. Like, not not to hate on I, another point. I wanted to like just one, the only other point I had on the, the MVP talk. I think his MVP stock is you know kind of hurt by these things, but I think his goat stock is up 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 right now. And like, yeah, like, I, I think he's like he's risen in the GOAT list for me. Like, mm-hmm. as a fight, and he continues to rise there, but it's it's looking like, dang, bro. Yeah. When is he going to get that MVP? You know, when he it, it, it's kind of like a LeBron, you know, Eric, you said it. I think it's kind of it's almost like a LeBron situation is just kind of turning into You're the victim team. of his own success. Yeah, I yeah, think I think, yeah. I think there's two. Go ahead,
2: Ben. Go ahead.
0: I'll just real quick. Like. Like when we talk about how Russell Westbrook's making history over the course of that season, we we as Mavs fans are almost numb to the history that Luca makes on a nightly basis. Whether it's like however many, how quickly he got to ten thousand points, this is how his however many triple doubles. Like we're we're numb to it. we were like, all right, whatever. But like uh, like the, the Utah Jazz just experienced their first triple double. Like you think in franchise history with Jordan Clarkson when we played. Them. In 20
1: years. It's been 20 years. Or, since or yeah, I guess like 20 weird. yeah. He so looked we, he looked surprised as hell. He was like, really? Like <laughs> we just like
0: that Lucas had more triple dubs than, than that in like one week. Like it, I think we are, are numb to it. I think the media are like almost like begrudging, like, all right, he had another thing with just him, Wilt, and MJ, whatever. Like, I don't know.
1: He's got I, bad luck too, man, to be honest. <laughs> like donovan getting 70 points a week after he uh had his you know had his best highlight 60 point yeah, the 60 60 that's, well, I think so that's he got
0: more love on that one not that's enough, but yeah
2: so that's that's a good point jay i like i like, appreciate that you brought that up because the like of course the stats are gaudy but like everybody in the in the nba is putting up gaudy stats the difference is luca does it almost night in and night out. Like it's, he averaged over the month of December averaged 35 and 10 and nine. So like, or 37, thank you. So he's averaging those things, which is impressive, but it's almost like, it's almost like he's getting a little bit of the LeBron effect where it's like, okay, yeah, sure. You do this all the time. Who cares? But it's also like, yeah, you put up 37, but like, Every night in the NBA somebody on some team is putting up ridiculous numbers. I mean, you look at you look at somebody like Jokic and he's had four missed field goals in the last like four games or you have or you'll have Joel Embiid will go off for 50 or Jason Tatum will go off for 45. The difference is Luka does it over an entire month and he's averaging that. And he's hurt. But but the perception is like, well, everybody in the NBA is doing that like everybody. And I, I mean, I, I do the talent level in the NBA. I think it's at the highest it's ever been the numbers that people are putting up are ridiculous. And so it kind of the it's, it waters down the, the effect of like, Oh my gosh, you're averaging 37 points a game 20 years ago. That's insane. In in the modern NBA, it's kind of like, yeah, this is that's what you need to win an MVP. You need to average almost forty, or you need to average you need to average these insane numbers. Um, so, like, I think I think our expectations and our perception of the MVP need to shift or change, or we need to go beyond. Like, unfortunately, that's where the narratives come in, where it's like we got to get past like just the numbers.
0: Yeah, and to build yeah. that narrative, you have to have signature wins. You have to have a winning team. And I think that's the kind of only thing that Luca is missing at this point is to to beat the teams above him, beat the good teams and have like signature wins versus MVP candidates where he balls out and is clearly better.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Something I want to quickly mention, uh, Ben, you said earlier that like the media, they may, they may not know like how hurt the Mavs are or how, how many injuries they've been dealing with. To be honest, I just don't think they care. I don't think anybody cares. Like me personally, I don't care if OKC or if Boston or Philly or if the Clippers are dealing with injuries. It's like, yo, all teams are dealing with injuries. So figure it out and find a way to win. I think that's just how anybody's going to view it, whether you're a Mavs fan or not, or you're just a fan of sports. Again, it's a long season season and um you know injuries are going to occur but yeah when you're talking about i don't know
1: though should we criticize (laughs) the media on that though because like when you're watching the game you're 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 aware when you're watching when you're like at when you're on your couch when you're watching the game when you're at the bar when you're you know you're aware that the other team doesn't have their star that you know you know the other team's low managing or whatever and i think it just doesn't take much effort
0: to see like okay They've been had this many games without Kyrie, and Luca has still been balling out. No, yeah. That's yeah. different than like you can watch a game. You shy, who's like, had a healthy roster, yeah. and is balling out, and like no, of course they're gonna win because they've got everything I, they need. Yeah, so that's what I I'm
3: saying. All, all I'm saying though, from like from my vantage point, again, if I'm if I'm viewing another team again, whether it's OKC, the Clippers, whoever, even if I see they're down a couple guys, and I don't. I personally do not care. I'm like, yo, find a way to win or find or like yeah, I know enough. you don't care, yeah.
0: but like no, there's course, there's a different course. there's a difference no, in I'm this saying, scenario. So of, like
3: of course it's going to enhance your MVP case if like you do pull out those victories and stuff like that. All I'm saying though is injuries are inevitable. They're eventually going to happen. And so it's like find to find a way to win with or without and um like yeah, I mean it it sucks that Luca has to deal with this, but all I'm saying is every team has to deal with this some more than others. Yeah. Like, I just it, don't think that it, the, yeah. the media cares. and I don't think most people care if your team's dealing with injuries.
2: I think, I think to, to echo your point, Eric, it's kind of like you're taking are we're submitting applications for, for, for MVP. And then you're trying to write like a 2000 word essay about Luca and they yeah. want, and they want one paragraph. And you submit like that three or four page essay about like, oh, my gosh, this was all the context. And this is what happened. And like we were missing these guys and yeah. and the media and voters and fans and everyone is like, I'm not reading all that. I'm not reading all that.
3: Yeah.
2: Like so like it, it, I'm not reading it. So like we as Mavs fans, we know that context. Mm-hmm. Everybody else isn't reading it. It's like, it's like you didn't follow the outline. You didn't follow the syllabus. You didn't follow the application. Like I told you a 200 word limit and you gave me a eight, eight page essay about why Luca, Luca Luca's MVP. Don't care. Not reading it.
3: Yeah. I I guess just furthermore, and we're not trying to pile on, Ben. (laughs) uh, I don't
0: like the energy you're bringing, man. Whose side are you on? uh,
1: no, think about it. On the court it, right know, now, buddy. Hey, man. <laughs> like, like
3: Goon said, like if you had to make an MVB case and you can only have like one tweet and back elevator there,
2: pitch, uh, elevator when pitch.
3: When, uh, back when there was only 140 characters, like you know what? What quick bullet points are you gonna say? About Luca versus so and so, you can't say, "Oh, well, we were missing so and so for really, twelve yeah. games and four games and this and that." You know, I think it's just like, "Hey, get to the point. What seed were you? How, what did you average on the season?" And you know, you know, I don't know. Pretty much, those are the main two points, though. Like your team <laughs> success and then individual success, followed by that and how you made your team better. But
1: yeah, yeah the more it, we're talking about, the more I'm thinking like. Like these are honestly like just diplomatic standards. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta have, you gotta, you, you gotta have the elevator pitch. You gotta have your squad's gotta be up. Like, like, where's your squad at, buddy? Like, you know, it's like there's like some of these like simple things are like, like, yeah, you know, they're kind of just. You look at it and you know, you know they're just standard. You just you know, I think mean, it's unfortunate that we're not checking those boxes right now.
0: Whatever, we'll see. We, we need D in the win <laughs> column, so this is so I don't have to fight this hard Whatever. to justify it. My Whatever, game. guys. He's the goat, no, bro, hey, He's still the goat. <laughs> need some dubs.
2: We don't need a trophy, anyways. We don't need an MVP. Yeah, we got Twitter think, fingers. Real,
0: last thing <laughs> I'll say, and I, and I don't want we we've already belated taking this a little further than I need to be, but the I don't know if y'all saw the Christmas Day game where Luca dropped a masterful fifty points on the Phoenix Suns. I just think like performances like that, mm-hmm. like where he's clearly above and beyond the best player on the court. And he's, I think, once now that he's the team's healthier, he'll get more chances to prove that and he won't have to work as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Kyrie's back, um, but I think now that we're marginally healthier, I think Luka's going to get more chances to do that. So we'll see. Um, moving on to trade rumors and. It looks like our Mavericks are interested in Spicy P, aka Pascal Siakam. Do people actually call him Spicy P? I think it's yes. kind of far ben, ben,
2: ben, are you trying to make that a thing? No, no that,
1: it's it, it's been a thing. Ben's bringing it back. I, <laughs> he's kind of lost the, the, he's lost the spice.
3: People on social media call him Spicy P. Yeah, I
0: don't think he, I don't know if he oh, actually signed okay. up on it, but.
3: Yeah, I'm sure he's like, where the hell did you get that from? But okay. <laughs> First of all, let's <laughs> I mean, just gauge
0: your interest. Where, where y'all at with, if, if we're, sh- should the Mavericks be going after Spicy P?
3: Please stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: I mean, we've, I think, I think we've all been in agreement. I, I've i gone on record on this pod saying Pascal Siakam is like the third piece that I would want next to Luca. Or before we got Kyrie, I said, he was the second piece that I would want next to Luca. Um uh I don't know if like again, it all it all boils down to like price and timing because he is an expiring contract. So like if we were to make the big and again, this comes down to like in the next couple of weeks, are we do we feel like we're a contender? Do we feel like we're one move away? Do we feel like Pascal Siakam? puts us into that conversation because i feel like you don't trade for him unless one you know you can extend him or you know you can lock him down long term or two you feel like he's the missing link to put you in the finals um i'm not sure if he's if he answers if both of those questions are they i'm not sure if the answer to both those questions is yes uh I don't know. I mean, I, again, like basketball fit, love it. It's a question of like, are you going to send like four rotation guys and like two, two picks or like, I've seen, I've seen several trade machine options where it's like you're sending Grant, Josh, Jaden, Rashawn Holmes, all of which who are like not nearly as talented as Siakam plus like a couple of first rounders or a first and a second. So, I mean, you're, you're leveraging everything to have him for like four months. Um I don't I don't know. I I'd be curious how you guys feel about it. Because I'm high on him as a basketball fit. I'm not sure I'm always a little squeamish about like making those big um like high leverage trades where we're sending out a ton of assets for a guy.
3: I'll hop in right quick. Um I say do it. Um and I think for if no other reason, just like we you know pretty much did everything we could to get Kyrie. I think it's the same reason why you go and get a Pascal Siakam, because if nothing else, you have to show Luca that we're trying to win. And um, like Cuban last year, I'm sure it it like, yeah, things didn't work out and we didn't make the playoffs. But of course that was more of a, I would say a long-term move or, Whatever. Um, not necessarily like, hey, we're we're going to win it all last year whenever we made the move. More so like, hey, we're trying to stack some chips and see uh, what else we can do in the future. But if nothing else, Cuban can look at Luca in the face and say, hey, you cannot say I'm not trying. And so that's why you go get a Kyrie. And that's why um, I think you also also go get um, uh, a Siakam as well. And um, the pieces that we give up for him, I, I'm not sure, obviously – uh, don't want to lose Lively, don't want to lose Kyrie, and obviously L- Luca's not going anywhere. And so, I think you can mix and match and find a way to work, but um, yeah, I think if for no other reason you do it just to show Luca, look, man, we are trying our best to get you a second and a third, you know, guy along with Lively, and um, yeah, try and just build from there. Um, but um, yeah, obviously, I'm sure that's something that they need to talk to Luca about like, Hey man, how do you feel about this? If this is something that he wants done, then I think you do everything you can to get it done. Um, I'm pretty sure the front office asked him last year about the Kyrie thing. And I could be mistaken, but I want to say that he signed off on it. And so they, they moved mountains to make sure they got Kyrie. And I think you do the same thing in this scenario.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I got to agree on that, man. Like, You kind of fire me up on it i'm sort of the way i look at the pieces that we have to trade i've seen people say like we don't have assets we don't have i think we have players who are going to be good but are they win now are they win now guys i don't know and with players like that i feel like we got plenty of them and and yeah like if we want to make that move i feel like we're in the you know i i wouldn't hate it i would you know i think we got to do it if uh if it's if especially a team that's selling i feel like the, the raptors they they they're in a good position to to make this move um you know what i'm you saying just because um they again they're trying to win later they got to you know they got they made a, the trade now for um for you they i guess the most recent trade what, what was it now um they just moved OG moved and OG OG and, and yeah. Alik OG to the Knicks yeah. yeah, you could argue they, they, this was a, a trade for youth. They got a second round pick out of it. And, you know, young guys, well, they got RJ Barrett.
0: Barrett and Emmanuel quickly who have immediately helped them.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a Josh Green, uh, a Jaden Hardy, guys that like miss passes when it counts, but like you see them talking and, you know, you see them talking afterwards and stuff. Like, you know, you know, like, you know, they're, you know, they're ballers, like, but, but they might not be what they might not be champions right now. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. You know, I think we can afford to make a trade like that. That's where that's really? kind of where I'm at.
3: Uh, just to hop in, and they also let let go or they traded. If I'm not, did they trade or did they let go or let uh, Van Fleet walk? I can't remember.
0: He went to Houston. He signed in off. Season.
3: Yeah, they let him
0: walk. They let him walk.
3: Right. Okay. Um. But just before I forget. And um, as far as what you were mentioning, Goon, um, when it comes to you know putting all, all um, your chips in, hoping that we that he does resign in the offseason, again, it's not the exact same scenario, but very similar. It's the same thing with Kyrie, where we're crossing our fingers, hoping that he resigns. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I think. I, if I was a betting man, which I no longer am, <laughs> I would um, I would say he does because. How many like how many other teams? Were, is there a like flat out superstar in Luca, and then you have a side? I mean, I'm not side even side really star. Talking, he's he's. I'm not, he's too good to be a sidekick. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie is. You know, he's he's he, he's still nasty. He's probably my favorite. He's a legend player behind guys, behind LeBron. Yeah. Um, but um, I think Siakam would see. Okay, look, I don't need to carry the load. I don't need to be that guy. I can be myself. <laughs> And help this team win. I don't have to worry about going out there and getting 30. Luke can do that in his sleep. Kyrie can do that any given night. I can just come here and you know play my role and then we should be fine. So, but as far as re-signing in the offseason, that was the same gamble we took with Kyrie and we made it happen. So um, as a Mavs fan, I say why not?
0: I think like real real quick, I like just to kind of piggyback off of that. I think Nico Harrison is this is an uncharted territory for him signing a, or, or trading for a player that is is on an expiring contract like he did with Kyrie. So he's navigated these waters before. It's all about building the connection with that player and also saying like hey like we we want you for the long haul. You're going to win with us. You're going to be a big contributor. Like you're going to help us hold down the defense. Like I think that the Mavs are probably his best chance at at a winning situation. Out of all the teams I could trade for him, I think um There was rumors that the Kings were in in heated, extended talks with... Yeah, the uh, Kings
2: could be an interesting entry. But
0: that broke down last night, thank God. Um, Thought of him with Fox and and Sabonis is not cool. Um, So, but the rumor was that uh, Siakam was like, nah, I'm not going to re-sign with y'all, so don't bother. Um, That might not be true, but that's kind of what has fans speculating. So we just have to convince pascal like hey like we're the right spot for you and then hopefully he can kind of just demand like even if our package isn't the best like he can kind of help control that situation and say like hey like i want to go to dallas i only want to go to dallas i'm not gonna sign with anywhere else and then we can kind of start bringing those offers to the table and there's a couple different trades that I've seen out out there. So there's the the one that has T- Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, Omax and Hardy with a first round pick and a pick a pick swap. So that there's that one and um it, it you're you're giving up Omax and Hardy. That's tough, but I think you still make the move. What do you guys those, think?
2: Those are also two people who have not necessarily proven how how important they are. Like, they could be really important pieces in a couple of years, but, like, clearly have not – they're not there yet. So, like, yeah, in that sense, like, you don't give up Grant Williams, you don't give up Josh Green, you don't give up Derrick Jones Jr. You retain some of your depth uh, with a move like that. Uh, so I, I, I don't hate that necessarily because you're not, you're not giving up, like, a major rotational piece.
0: So the other rumor is that the, the Toronto is looking for youth with star potential. So I think you can talk, if you squint, you can talk yourself into Omax being a star or maybe a Hardy being a star down the line. They've got, uh, maybe, let me, let me take my glasses off. If you you then, squint, yeah. If you do like that, Peter Parker, send Nico in there, bro. Yeah. like Nico, I, I think you we'll, could we'll sell him, him on that. Yeah,
1: I think you could sell him on that for sure.
0: I think this, so that I think that's the better Pick to what they would want versus the other trade package is is Grant Williams, Josh Green, Hardy, Holmes, second round pick, first round pick. I don't think they want Grant. I don't. I can see Josh Green maybe, but and then Hardy. I can
1: see us throwing Grant in there, bro. Like, Grant's but, been I mean, that'd be crazy. A, but... a
0: big disappointment. I really wanted him to to do great, and he just. I think Grant's really important on defense. Randomly.
1: I think if we lost Grant, that would be like a, a major thing. We'd, we'd be like, "Dang, we suck again on defense." I'm, I'm I don't know cool. if he's I'm, been that helpful, though. <laughs> I'm cool with
3: people. Grant, um, man. I know, I know. Hardaway. People just want to throw him away, but that's that's my dog. That's my dog.
0: Yeah. Well, in yeah. the second package, we keep Hardaway, but I feel like he's gonna ha- he's gonna Hardaway's lifting the trophy, being a bro. part like, of <laughs> it.
3: Hardaway's the <laughs> <finishing. laughs> And I mentioned it, maybe I mentioned it whenever we we got together um, a couple weeks ago, but um, I think every every team needs that guy um, that thinks they're the best player on the floor when they're not, but Hey, man, I know he's streaky, but I rock with Timmy. And and uh, I know he yeah. probably didn't get traded last year because he was playing that poorly. But I'm mm-hmm. glad we held on to him um, because whenever he's on the floor with Luka, I mean, and, and Kyrie was out, I'm like, yo, who, el- who else is going to create like,
1: n- I mean, Timmy
3: doesn't really create his own shot. He has no no he's taking moves or. from
1: Kyrie though, bro. Like I think he's I think he's, he's picked up he's some game from Kyrie. He's driving this the basket year. a lot more this yeah, season. His he's offense up has from Kyrie got this better. year. <laughs>
3: and um and then just I mean, beyond Timmy, I'm I'm really a big fan of Hardy. And I just don't think I I think he's had opportunities here and there when guys have gone down to um to show what he's capable of. I just think he, you know, he's like a microwave. You know, he can get hot quick. And I think if anyone can learn from from Kyrie, it's Hardy. And I think he has, you know, learned from him. And so I would like to hold on to Timmy. I know I wouldn't mind if he goes. I'm just saying that's just my guy. That's just a bias. If
0: we trade. with them, i almost promised you he's a part of the deal. Like we need him. Yeah, it. we're it not talking.
2: We're not talking about Hardaway, a 32 year old. Like he's like he's I develop. Know. He's still developing. He's still growing. Nah, he's 31, 32. He's Hardy,
3: Hardaway he's, either. No, it, it's fine. <laughs> that's, just, that's just my road dog. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Hardy, like with the younger cats, I, w- I would actually rather keep Hardy than Green. I don't know. Maybe that's blasphemy to, blasphemy to say, but I from what I've seen from Green, we thought he, you know, he was kind of on. Like at first, we thought he was a disappointment, and then I think he had one season when you know he was balling out, and I'm like, okay, cool, like man, he's coming around. And then from what I've seen from him over the last couple of seasons, I've been disappointed to be honest honest and so obviously i don't think his stock is that high um but i would just rather cut bait with him now than to yeah. hold on to him and it just gets worse i don't i think uh with us i don't know i think i think seen- with
0: luca and kyrie it's hard for him to figure out who he is and yeah i, mean, I get if it. if he put him in a new situation i think he would those, just do better those
3: two young cats man i don't, I don't would- think the
1: game slowed down for green yet bro. i still think i still feel like just watching the soap room for him to grow but i don't know
3: No, no, I definitely think there's room for him to grow. I'm just saying, if if I had to choose one of those to keep, I'm keeping Hardy, just because um I don't know with I think when all else fails, I'm asking the question: Can you get me a bucket? And I know Hardy can get me a bucket, and so um, I just
0: also I feel like Green got replaced by Exum and. Oh, DeVere yeah. Eric Jones Jr. Like, he, yeah. I feel like all of – they've taken – the only reason he's been playing lately is because while he was out, they played a bunch to to kind of, you know, cover the slack. But I, I think his minutes – I don't mind losing him because I know we have good defenders, and we're going to have an even better defender coming back in Pascal Siakam to, to take over at the four. So we'll still have one of those guys coming off the bench uh, in, in Jones or Exum. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what
3: I'm so. saying. Keep hardy. That
0: boy's a bucket. <laughs> I, not, well, yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah, I, 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 and if we get Pascal, I think we can really start. Can we get con- continuity going. I, I think we can really start having that. Are we a contender? Talk once we start getting the the dubs together. Um, but I'm, I'm just that. imagining like a starting lineup of of Luca, Kai, and then Exum, P- Pascal Siakam, and Derek Lively. Like that's. That's awesome.
3: And then last thing I want to mention is, um, and I know I already kind of alluded to it, but the That's whole okay. re-signing Siakam, if we were to get him, you think about how things ended um, last season with, with Kyrie on the team and how we ended up just – botching the end of the season and missing the playoffs. I think everyone was like, all right, Kyrie's gone. There's no questions asked. Like he's gone, gone. And I think obviously money plays a huge factor. And um, I'm pretty sure we were the ones that could offer him the most. So maybe that was the main reason he stayed. If so, it is what it is. But bottom line is he stayed and he's still with the Mavs. And so I don't think the the Kyrie experiment could have gone any worse last season. But obviously that's more of a, you know, not a long-term move, but um, just more than a half a season move, and uh, again, it went as worse, or it went as worse as possible, and we were still able to retain him. So, if for some reason we we trade for Siakam and things don't go well to end the season, I still got faith that we can re-sign him in the offseason. Yeah, off- so
1: yeah, yeah. I think I definitely agree on that. I'm seeing here the 76ers and the Pacers also want see, or at least their fans. I don't know. Um. Not looking at any hard sources on that, but if I were Siakam, I don't know. The Pacers would be a kind of a fun option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's a fun,
2: like long term option, but that team is. Uh... Yeah. Oh, look who's joining us on the pod today.
3: Aww. Off the bench.
1: Oh, my. We got Baby Nora <laughs> in off her the... first podcast appearance. <laughs> baby Nora, sound That's off. Right.
2: Sound off if you want us to trade for Pascal Siakam.
0: She's all about it.
2: Send everything. She's grabbing the Mic check. <laughs> mic check. Mike check. Yeah. It's binky time.
0: Do <laughs> in. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What? What I missed?
1: Oh, nothing. We're Not just. I'm looking at your baby through the webcam now. She's adorable. She's she look like a real podcaster too. This is this is probably a historical moment because you know she's gonna have to carry on the podcast. Oh yeah, the like, legacy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's gonna be a thing where um you know you know like I like Iron Eagle, his sons like like up and coming like you know his son's starting to do games and stuff now. It's got to be kind of like that. Sorry, honey, we don't have Uh, a college savings account for you, but uh, I've got all
2: this podcasting uh, equipment (laughs) for you. (laughs) You Got this mic and headset. That's it. Make your – build your empire.
3: (laughs) Benjamin's starting the the monetizing early. (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) We need to get back on that, actually. Um, Did y'all want to talk about LeBron real fast? Um, no,
2: no, the GOAT, not at all. LeBron Le- 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 James.
0: We got a LeBron. What was the, the last pod. night? We got to talk about LeBron. So <laughs> LeBron the Lakers been, have yeah. been losing nine out of 11. Um, and then Darvin Ham's job is, is on the line, apparently, <laughs> which has Mavs fan, some Mavs fans uh, clamoring for LeBron just to come to Dallas and and end his career strong. What 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 are your thoughts on, on that, LeBron stand, cousin Eric? Uh,
3: there's no way in hell it's happening. But, <laughs> um, I mean, if somehow, some way, LeBron was on the Mavs, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of what it would take for us to get him. I know he's.
1: We have Kyrie, bro.
3: I know he's old as dirt. We but, have Luca. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I am I don't even I don't even know what it would take for him, for us to get him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just furthermore, I, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, he's he's a great floor general. He's an amazing player for um, in general, but especially for his age. Like nobody's nobody's done what he's done, you know, at this age, um, let alone last like three to five years when, you know, he's been in his upper, um, you know, upper 30s. But um, yeah, I mean, I just think of think of him on the Mavs, and it's like, okay, we got we just have an older Luca out there that can get to the hole. <laughs> like, um, you know, him and Luca would kind of play a similar role, um, but. I just don't view a need for, for LeBron, honestly. Um, he's great, but I don't think I don't think we would really benefit from him um, because, sure, the knowledge and the wisdom that he brings to the game, but, again, you're going to have to give up something to get him, and I just don't think the juice is going to be worth the squeeze, and I, I don't know. I just don't think there's any way in hell that it happens.
0: <laughs> Where's the drop sound for that? Juice is worth the squeeze. I think that's pretty good.
3: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oops, gonna...
0: what? <laughs> what? What? What?
2: You you haven't heard that before? The juice yeah. isn't worth the squeeze.
0: I haven't heard that.
1: <laughs> the juice isn't
2: cousin, worth the squeeze. Cousin cousin Eric is uh is putting you all know, on something.
1: Yes. This is, this is
2: a learning corner.
1: I'm trying to remember where I've heard that. I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's I've so usually like heard a it in reference to like, at this point. Yeah, it's corporate. <laughs> it's, I've heard it in reference to that like. Was fully um, uh, cycled.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm I don't remember. Yeah, I, what? I I tend to agree. Like, I think I think adding LeBron doesn't necessarily fit the Mavs timeline necessarily. Because like, what what role is he going to fill on this team if he's like leading the bench unit? Oh my god, that's incredible! Like, hang hang the banner. But if he's starting next to Luca, he does all of the same things that Luca does. Potentially, it like potentially better defensively. I don't know. At his age 39 season, is he going to be, is he going to be a better option to start than, than some of our other guys? But again, it don't, don't doubt LeBron James. I mean, we've, it's, it's been 10 years since, since that infamous tweet saying, like, we're not going to have to deal with this much longer. Like he's 32 years old. It's, it's almost done. It's like, well, he's not done. Um, he went back to the calves. Yeah. That was crazy so it feels like it was 40 years (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i i feel like it's it's hard to it's hard to separate like lebron james the basketball player from like lebron james the like all-encompassing uh not sideshow because he's not a sideshow but like the all-encompassing like media attention that comes with it he's like a person
0: conglomerate like mm-hmm. he, he's he's not just a basketball player. He's got all these business entities, all this money he has. Title. He's a billionaire. He's got he owns part of the cut. Uh, not the cub. The Red Sox. He owns part. He owns like a soccer team somewhere. Like he, Manchester United. Think. My thing is he is the most like calculated person when it comes to like making moves. Like he makes moves to make money off those moves, and I feel like there has to it has to make. Like sit like dollars and cents for him to come down here. I don't think he care. You know, I don't think he comes down here just to win. Um, I th- like because he's got everything he needs. Like he's got all his production companies. He's got all his connections. Everything is in L A. That's part of why he went over there. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Jay?
1: Yeah, as a second LeBron stand here. Like I, like, you know, La <laughs> Le- 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 Mickey, Le- Mickey, Just getting my LeBron drops in there bro if we got lebron that'd be perfect i i could see him i think he's got two years left on his deal if i remember correctly it would be cool if he came here as like a player coach or something like like if you if were to change if you were to like because he's okay he's, he's obviously the goat obviously um not obviously the goat i guess it's up for debate if you want to be like that if you want to be that guy about it um i mean he's got the most points ever he still doesn't have the most most points ever I i think I I low-key think that's kind of what he's hanging around for. He's less than 2,000 points away from beating Oscar Schmidt, who's like a FIBA legend. He's from Brazil, and he's got his number retired in a bunch of countries. You've never heard of that guy. Yeah, like, you you know, if you're an NBA fan, you've (laughs) never heard of him because like, oh, you know what? He actually, he was drafted by the Nets. (laughs) So I guess he was in the NBA for a minute. I don't know if that
0: uh, guy's on LeBron's radar, but...
1: He was drafted by the Nets in 84, but... (laughs) His, his career was like over 30 years anyway that, that's an interesting little read if you want to check that guy out but I feel like LeBron's going for the most points ever like there's still some certain there's still some like obscure little records that are going to pop up for him and that are going to just further solidify him as the goat and so like as a player he's still got some stuff to do he can knock that out with the Lakers and yeah like he doesn't need to be here with us um he could win a championship here. Like you got to think, man. Like he could, he could chase Jordan if he joins Kyrie and 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 Luca. So like, but like, wouldn't that like take away from?
0: I like it'd be great no, to win a championship bro, with LeBron. It wouldn't for it me. Wouldn't that would take if that's Luca's first championship. <laughs> it would
3: add to I, his I, legacy, I, I, I,
0: I don't know. It wouldn't be I the don't same. Know. It, it wouldn't be, be the
3: weird. same. It, even if the even if the Mavs got him like I'm, I'm not even it's not gonna
1: happen it's impossible no no I'm
3: saying like let's but... say LeBron was on the Mavs like I, I still don't view us like y'all probably don't think I'm crazy I still wouldn't view us as like a contender like a true contender you need a full team you can't just have a 39 year old LeBron James Hold on, hold on. You can't have a, a 39-year-old LeBron James and obviously a superstar in Luka and Kyrie's going to get his any given night. Huh? All all I'm saying is, like, that's not going to be enough. Like, you can put them three, and, and, and who else does your team look like? Because, like I said, you're going to have to give up something to get a LeBron James, even if, if he is 39. So you put put those th- three guys True. together. Like, True. who's Who's left on the Mavs? And then on top of that, put them up against a Denver. Put them up against a Celtics. Like you really got the Mavs in that series. I wouldn't. Um, and again, I I love, I love the Mavs. I'm just saying, like uh, Luca and LeBron, they play a similar role where uh, they don't need. I mean, Luca pretty much needs the ball in his hand. Um, but and and LeBron's older. He doesn't need to run the show. But I don't know. Like that's just that's what he's always done. So um, yeah, I I, I just. I, don't I hear know. you. It yeah.
1: Doesn't make doesn't make sense. That's probably the, the more sane take. I'm still I'm I'm thinking now, I'm just doing the math of like Luca look look Luca can play 30 minutes. The, the, the game is 48 minutes. Luca plays Luca plays like what? Luca plays 30. LeBron plays 15, 20. Like, you know? Like something like, like it would be a thing where like we're just all like it's just full on assault a whole game, basically. And these guys can get to chill. I guess, you know, you do want to um, they do want to play basketball, but these guys want to win. I feel like. Yeah. And and they want to win their way. And if LeBron like that's 42 years old
0: with LeBron is that he's built the team that the Lakers are dealing with now. Yeah. His idea to trade for Westbrook and that buried them. Yeah. So if I don't think Nico brings in LeBron just off the fact of like LeBron's going to want his team, his way, everything that he wants
1: I think that's why one of us a player coach bro because at that point he gets to like he gets to like like, bro your ego your ego has got to be like completely like scratched to completion bro like if you're if you're the player coach the first one since like wilt or whoever and then furthermore you know you get to have that that power as um um you get to have that power Dang, Dirk is fifth on most points ever. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize he was that high. Uh, my bad, ADHD acting up. <laughs> but you know, what I'm getting that like, like he could still be a le- like. There's still there's 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 universes. There's multiverses. It's not going to be ours probably, but there are multiverses where it makes perfect sense for him to like where that's a that's an attractive move to make. And then one,
3: um, yeah. one one quick point I wanted to make was. Let's again. Let's say he is on the Mavs. Personally, I don't think. I don't think that would be something that. That Luca would sign off on. I I just honestly don't think so. Yeah. Think about it this way: let's say we hit a three to a five game like losing skid, and or let's say we're winning regardless of what's gonna uh, what's going on. LeBron's always going to have a media scrum around his locker, and, yeah. and Luca is used to being that guy. And so now it's like, yo, like I'm the star of the team, yet LeBron is still getting all the attention. Like Luca yeah. already. Doesn't get I enough. was
1: just imagining, yeah. Like uh, like, when we I don't do... know if
0: Luca cares about the attention. <laughs> I think that's – like, Luca is a huge fan of LeBron. So I can see that would be awkward for him, like, hey, LeBron, you need to play better on defense, or like having that tough conversation with him, or like when he gets here, I just don't want his body to suddenly start breaking down. That would be like our luck. Like we get LeBron, and then all of a sudden he's like injured all the time, and, you know, no. Well, I mean,
3: he is – approaching 40 yeah
1: he um, is injured too like that used to be a thing we talked about oh lebron's never missed that, a game now he's I like think the funny uh, part
0: is like in, in a way we've kind of created like a Le- the most lebron friendly team ever we got jason kidd as a coach nico harrison was a nike guy kyrie is like one of his favorite players he's ever played with and like Luca is a huge fan of lebron probably it's probably his favorite player and then I feel like if it comes to it, we're going to be like, nah, like we're good. Like it, we, <laughs> we had everything he would possibly want, but I think I, when it comes down to it, it's just not worth worth it. And then quickly,
3: uh, Guna said this earlier. I think it, I think he said it, like imagine him uh, manning the second unit. To be honest, like, yeah, like LeBron <laughs> trophy. Yeah. Your second Take a minimum right.
0: contract, come off the bench, but,
3: Bron. But what I'm saying is, it's like, he can get them open shots, but they still got to make them. Like, you know, like, <laughs> your second unit, your second unit, still your second unit with the exception I don't of- want to know what- do have brawn
1: what- out there. Bronny, who are we playing? Is like Ronnie the James Texas Legends at that point. <laughs> real quickly, imagine, imagine, like
3: you know, we just gave up a 10-0 run, or someone got got like you know got torched with a back cut or something. The last thing I need is two players in Luca and LeBron tossing their hands up like who that? <laughs> who was this? Who was that? And not getting back on defense. That's the last thing I need. You know, oh, yeah. like we're
0: bad. Influence. Like
3: and LeBron is notorious for that nothing is ever his fault you never see him right he
1: always head. throws his teammates i could imagine them too, like, like talking like talking about like what they're gonna do next like while the rest of the team is playing defense and they're on the other and they're waiting for the ball to come back. <laughs> I, I could like, like, uh, like LeBron could get <laughs> that would totally happen and
3: he could lebron could get crossed and touch touch earth and then someone wet a three over him and he'll look around like who, 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 who's, <laughs> yeah. who's gonna the help was me? like this isn't my yeah. man. Like, I'm just saying, uh, nah, I'm good on LeBron. I'm good on LeBron. Okay. Little Mickey. Little <laughs>
0: Mickey. Um, well, I probably got to hop off, but if y'all want to talk about Cat Williams, you can. I yeah. What are y'all thinking?
1: I think that's a good a good place to wrap it up. Point. Yeah, shout we, out to Cat. We, we at least acknowledge that we that you know like everyone's talking about. We got our we got our algorithm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're always hearing.
3: So to kind of give you some some hard hitting points. But uh, before we do wrap it up, appreciate y'all having me. Would love to do it again. Yeah.
2: <clears> good, to hey, you, yeah
3: good to have you,
1: man. Good to have you. Nice. I think, um, I think the button is stuck. Like like in the
3: it almost feels like around the horn, you know? We yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just, just little, I don't know how to do it, but where Benjamin's the guy, like, ding, 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 or mute. Right. And, Ooh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, pause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pause that's, pause.
3: that's kind of what it feels like right now. Yeah. We,
0: we made it. We made it our maps <laughs> around the horn segment. um <laughs> well thank you cousin eric for coming on it's been overdue glad we had some good good stuff to talk about um no we're no i think it's a great pod to have after a holiday hiatus and and now no we're, we're back no in the swing things. Trades. happy new year everybody happy mm-hmm. new year um my dog's freaking out over here um yeah. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the baby it wasn't me it wasn't my dog um it was me yeah. <laughs> Thank, uh, uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Um, and give us a five-star review for an awesome pod such as this. Perfect. And for the first appearance of Baby Nora on the pod. I think that's worth it. And uh, we are out of here. Adios.